there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. It is time for Win Some, Lose Some. And boy, Sean King, did you win some last night? Because right here in the show, 24 hours ago, kind of workshop this, the home run derby. And um, you had Dan the Man Miller, mm-hmm. one of our producers here, run down to the window I right did. here at Circa. Because you said, I like the lefty from D.C. who's not going to be in D.C. very long. Juan Soto, plus 550 to get it done. It's and- actually plus 705. <laughs> I got it at. You got a better number. Yeah. And I was telling somebody on Twitter who told me thank you. Yes. Because I hit the ticket. But I think they only ended up getting like plus four fifty or plus five hundred. I forget exactly. But I was like, you have to shop around. Yeah. You know that's why it's important to like have all the apps so you have multiple options. You know because that matters over the course of like an extended period. Like getting plus seven hundred five as opposed to plus five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know that's a big difference. No question about it. And you and I were talking before the show. And we were tweeting back and forth with our producer Dustin throughout the night too. Like, boy, it just opened up for Soto. Right mm-hmm. when you saw the first round, and he gets by Ramirez, and then the second round, all of a sudden, Albert Pujols beats Schwarbs, and you're like, so now it's gonna be Soto against Pujols, old man Albert, which we talked about in the show. He didn't have stamina to get this thing done. I don't think he wanted to go right. out there for a second and, and, round. And another thing that's great is in-game wagering. Oh yeah. So I knew I had the pre-flop ticket on Soto, but then Julio Rodriguez mm. did what he did in the first round. And once Peter Alonso won, who was back-to-back defending home run derby champs, when they first posted the odds, Julio was plus 110, underdog. Peter Alonso was minus 125. So my investment in Soto, I bet it on Julio. So that way I would be free rolling because I figured Soto would be Pujols if they got to the final. No question. And, And... it came through. When I bet it, it was plus 110, Julio. When uh, Pete and Julio finally, like, engaged, it was minus 115. Pete was doing w- what some might say extra, getting ready yeah, for he, that. He was, he was real extra. He was doing meditating. a lot. He I was mean, doing squats and, I mean. Yeah, man. He's yeah. into it. Anti-social. You don't like that? 
Yeah, he's I off mean, by himself. It, it is what it is. Like, whatever you got to do to get ready, I mean, you got to do to get ready, but I mean. Some people thought he was taking it a little bit too seriously. The camera might need to follow him when doing a regular game. Is that like his regular routine, or was this like playing for the cameras? Like, that's the part I couldn't decide. Right. Because you is know, this like, a show? The one thing about baseball is, like, they keep it, like, the cameras focused on what's happening on the field. Like, you don't ever really see the dugout. Unless it's a ball hitting the dugout or something. So, like, from now on when I watch the Mets game, yeah. I am see, is Pete in, right, I'm or Pete. is Pete Alonzo in the dugout or is he, like, somewhere doing squats? You know what's going to happen if, if he has a bad second half. People are going to say, dude, start meditating. Like, you took the home run derby so seriously. Now do it for your team. And he might have been the only serious one in the whole stadium. Felt like it. Everybody else was having fun. Juan Soto over uh, Julio. If you had that ticket, boy, did you win some. 18 yeah. to 1. Nice little hit. And Soto, look, it was a, it was a good final, but you and I again, we were texting back, but it kind of felt like once he got the the extra minute, you knew he was home free. Well, here's what I gotta figure out, and I don't know how to handicap this moving forward. Who has the best pitcher for the home run derby? My goodness, the pitchers matter. They really do. They really did. Because some of these guys were Mejia for, for he was all over the place. A Soto would have hit probably twenty more, but it actually worked out because I think Soto had more stamina, energy, strength when it got to the finals. But like Mejia was trying to like it was almost like he was point shaving because every ball <laughs> he threw on the inside of the plate, Soto hit out the park. I think they and need he to kept throwing the ball to the outside. I couldn't understand it. I think Mejia they need to sign him because uh, he had movement. So he he's better than half the Nats ro- rotation Facts. right now. Soto, and we said this yesterday in the show, people, it pays to watch Follow the Money, that we backed Soto in both categories. We did. And they both hit. Yeah. The longest home run, plus 350. Bombed it out there, 42. Look, and this was from last year, too. He the longest one last year. And I was on that one last year. The guy just, he's, he's still young. He's still going to get that one Herculean swing. Plus, you know the rules. So he knows he's got to hit two over 440 to get the extra time. One just happened to go 480. And you know what's amazing? You know how you set a goal yeah. and then you achieve it? And this is why I backed him going into this. His goal, in my opinion, was to showcase why he's worth more than $440 million. And as high profile of a potential trade piece he was going into the home run derby, Whoa. I mean, I can't imagine the offers that are being sent to the Nationals now. We're going to get into that later on the show because now Juan doesn't understand why he's on the trade block. Really? You don't understand why you're on the trade block? How do you not understand? You said, I don't want to be the highest paid player in the history of the game. So what are the Nats left to do? Do they have another recourse? And if you were watching the broadcast last night, I know you were. It sounds like he gone. The Nats are like, two weeks, baby. Put in your, put in, punch I'm a, the clock. I'm a Rays fan. It hurts so bad. And we're never involved in these kind of things. Oh, small market. <laughs> Soto, if you had the over 33 and a half home runs, ding, 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 he hit 53. I guess he got there. What's crazy Just is Julio hit more over. than that in the first two rounds. <laughs> I'm glad it's not a cumulative thing. No, and it felt like Julio, and again, if you had over 24 and a half, you win that as well. It felt like he was the coming out party for Julio, right? Because Juan... Certainly in D.C. and last year in the Derby with right. the longest home run, right? Right. He kind of felt like we knew who Juan Soto was already. For those that maybe sleep on the West Coast and don't watch, you know, Pacific I, Northwest highlights. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. Like, he's huge. He does remind me of, like, I remember. Like, doesn't he play center field for the Mariners? Well, you know, do you remember when, when uh, A-Rod came up with R- the M's? Right. And he was, like, the 19-year-old sensation from Miami? He reminds me of, like, a young A-Rod. Like the body type, the whole thing. Yeah. Let's hope that he doesn't do the the bully. I think he on might the street. be. But you know, he he cashed that ticket for you. We do have some videos, and I'm curious if you think this is a win. This is Russell Crowe. Are you not detained at the Coliseum? Now Russell Crowe. Yeah, I thought he as the Spaniard. I, it was my favorite Russell Crowe movie, The Gladiator. I love it. Right. I hate the way it ended, but I love it. You hated the way it ended. Yeah. That he died? Well, the family. Spoiler. What happened with the family? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah family I, part was I, tough. Yeah, I like that part. It was a little rough. Uh, how about Joel Embiid? If you're going to do, uh, and you're going to dance the uh, the horror, you're going to stand out if you're seven. What's what's Joel? Is that a wedding? Yeah. His? Tradition. Is it his? I don't think it's his. Uh, but can you s- tell which one is Joel Embiid? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
kind of a it's kind of slightly shoulders above everybody else. Maybe it's the jumping. Jump around. Yeah. House of Pain. Good for him. That would uh, be a great friend, teammate. That is. That's pretty cool, actually. Ostriches. I guess you can. They officially do raise. This is crazy. First of all, why didn't they get like a traditional one, two, three? Like the numbers are thirteen through seventeen. I, this is ridiculous. How do you steer this thing? Like, look at the one in the middle. <laughs> How do you handicap? You oh don't. no! And the rider goes down. Two of them. We lost two them. ostrich riders. Like four. Our, <laughs> like you, you know, it's bad. Like when there's five contestants and four of them like Ball. unseat their jockeys. Are you yeah. supposed to ride ostriches? I don't know. Ostrich, I don't know. Ostrich looks pretty unpredictable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look. Get, wait, what? That is named Kim Kardashian? Dashian? That's the name of the ostrich? Like the jockeys are just trying to hold on. They're not even trying to steer them up. Ask them to run faster. How much would it take for you to ride no, an ostrich? it's not enough. Come on. Live type numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it would take live golf money yes. to get Sean King and an ostrich. And look, they got money. Live golf. We can maybe make that happen. Oh, they got bigger ostriches. Lose some if you bet Schwarbs yesterday. Oh man, he wasn't trying. Did, was the fix in? Yeah, I think motivation matters in the home run derby. I think that's what we learned from last night. Like you have to find somebody that's motivated to win it. Like Schwarber looked like he did it just to do it. He wasn't really concerned whether or not he won. Yeah, and we talked about yesterday. It did feel like a right. ceremonial goodbye to Albert. Maybe that, that was like, hey, let's get you to the second round. So he loses, and he doesn't cast the over. Corey Seager, what a bad beat, right? Yeah, he caught the one guy in the first round that he couldn't beat. That's amazing. He's yeah. 24 bombs, and he can't even move on. Some people are saying they got to switch the rules now. No, make I like the rules. Oh, no, you like I, it? No, I like the rules, yeah. Acuna didn't get there. He lost to Petey, the polar bear, 20 to 19. I don't know if that's necessarily... It's not a bad beat, but, I mean, you lose by one, I guess. Yeah, Kuna never really was an option to me. I was with you on that. And then, uh, also, Jose Ramirez, could he get 20 bombs? Got you 17. Wasn't good enough. And and Soto, by the way, again, he was always going second. So, it felt like he had the pick of the winner. Everything that needed to happen, happened for Soto. It went very well. Yeah, the motivation, the pairings, the order, it all worked out. Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in and get a 20% profit boost on MLB Best Bets every Tuesday or more at BetRivers.com. When we come back, the top five defensive football players that you've ever seen in your lifetime. That's the criteria. So if you're much older, you've got a bigger window. If you're a little younger, your window's short. We'll give you our list when you come back with us right here. Follow the money on these and these sports betting. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussions around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports from the local perspective. There's CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. My guy Frank Hanrahan doing this. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Back alongside Sean King, I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money here on a Tuesday. The Madden rankings are out. Bogus. So what's your consternation before we get into some of the ratings? What, what's, what's, I, I know like your ratings might not have been as high as you wanted them to be back in the day. Is that where this stems from? Absolutely. So what's, what's the... Um, so I guess, I guess we, got, we got, the bear. I guess we have to get into like the ratings that are, are, are visible first. Yeah, let's do that. And then they'll put my ratings up. And what? I want to walk you through how how bogus it is. Bogus, like this 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 sequencing is. Well, here's the top ten receivers in uh twenty three. Okay. So you look at Devontae at ninety nine. That's great news for Derek Carr. I mean, if you're into this stuff, if you really believe in these ratings. Now I think one of the ones that you want to to look at here is we see Cooper there and the cheetah. Yeah, it's the usual suspects, right? Now, D-Hop's not going to be available for a while. That's for sure. You get down there, you see McLaurin. How about that for Washington? Mm-hmm. A little bit high, I would think. But nonetheless, that's where he is. Uh, do you see who's not on the list there? Jamar Chase. So if you're Jamar Chase, I wonder if you take umbrage that I, I'm not in that group. Like, my number isn't yeah, there. Yeah, especially when guys like Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel's a heck of a football player, but he's not really like a traditional wide receiver. Right. I mean, so I can see how you can get extremely upset when you look at that list. Terry McLaurin, like. I'm not better I than mean, Terry McLaurin. It looked like Washington was debating were they even going to give him, like, the extension. So I get it. And, and my only issue with the list, as far as it pertains to receiver, before we get into what Jamar Chase said, was mm-hmm. when you put Devontae Adams at 99. Yep. You can't say Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill are less than Devontae Adams because they, they do it differently, but they're just as dangerous, just as, just as explosive. Like, you know, so I think so. I probably would hold out the 99s unless you get a Randy Moss in his prime. I always have a rule. I don't give out 100s. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, if they said, hey, how is Sean King's performance today? I'd say 99. Yeah. Because then you have nothing to there's, – there's no – Ceiling. Like, I understand. Jamar Chase is better than Keenan Allen. Like, in 2022, like, Jamar Chase, even in year two, is better than Keenan Allen. Keenan can't run like he used to. Like, Amari Cooper can't run like he used to. Like, they're still really good players, but Jamar Chase is better. Michael Thomas, as good as he was two years ago, he didn't play last year. Right, and he's got a 90. Right, so to have him rated higher than – I mean, Chris Godwin's coming off of ACL. And you don't even know if he's going to be like, I just, so I get Jamar Chase's energy. So, my bad. I, I'm probably jumping around a little bit. Like, So, what did Jamar Chase say? Well, this is really what Tom Brady said. So, Tom Brady then, you know, Tom's sneaky good on Twitter. Like, you know, he'll he'll throw some stuff. Oh, he has darts. He throws them. <laughs> well, he threw one. Don't sweat it, man. This is Tom Brady to Jamar Chase. Madden didn't even put me in the game my second year. A little crying emoji. And then you see Jamar, I'm going to keep working extra motivation. And then the wink, wink. 
So like, does this motivate guys? Because apparently, absolutely, this is gonna this is gonna motivate them. I mean, <laughs> not to get all like personal, but like Madden been getting me wrong for years. Like, I don't even get it. Well, look at Brady going back. Forty-one awareness was just unnecessarily mean, right? Like that's just cruel. That's 41. cruel. Like, why are you doing that, Madden? And it's not John Madden, but it's now the Madden. And then Brady and Michigan beat Ryan Leaf and Washington State in the bowl game, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Like, so, I don't know. Madden, Madden blows it. But see, here's the thing. It feels like this stuff still resonates. Like, we yeah. kid a little bit. Like, this it, is the most bogus ranking ever. Oh, my God. So, so let's go my, back. So, okay. so, so watch. I finished 10th in the Heisman. Mm-hmm. I helped lead Tulane <laughs> to an undefeated season. Like, how did they come up with 75 for my rookie year? So where should Sean King have been? Coming out of Tulane. I mean, if you don't know, then at least put me mid-80s, and you can adjust it from there. Do you know what, like, like Brady knew the individual breakdown, 41 for awareness. Like, Brady knew why no, I he was I, ranked well. Do you I, know why you got a 75? No, I have no. I just think they're, they're wrong. Like, like my, okay, in 2001, it was my, my year where I started the entire year. Right. I played my best football. How'd I drop to 74 going into 02? <laughs> like, some of these are ridiculous. I didn't even play in 02. Like, they gave Brad Johnson all that money, which, okay, Brad's one of my best friends. I hey, love Brad. I would have, like, just like the live golfers. Yeah. You got to get the bag. I took the bag. How'd I drop from 02 to 03? I didn't even play. Well, I think the good news is. No, it's it- nothing good about being 68, D. Mm. I'm not going to let you, like, just downplay no, this. No, I, I was just going to say, like. And then what I do from 03 to 04 to jump back to 72? <laughs> like, like, the movement is ridiculous. Well, I, no, I was going to like say. Like, the I, last time I was a full-time player, I was 85. So keep me at 85. All I was going to say was, clearly the good news is it hasn't affected you. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> Why does this hurt? Madden's it's a, a Madden rating. Madden's Why should this Madden's bother you? You got a ring. I stopped playing video games because of Madden. I, yeah, exactly. Like, I couldn't live with myself if I played and didn't use me. Oh, but you if had, you're trying to win. You played you. Using me wasn't, like, the best option because oh, the man. way they had me rated. So who, like, would you, man. So look at the resume. I mean, the, like, would you then say to the Madden peeps, look at me now. Like, rate that. Well, I'm not a bitter person, but I no. am petty, so I might whisper it, but I wouldn't say it loud. You know, I'm just saying, like, where's the consistency in the rating? Like, the rating leapfrogged around, like, I was getting significant PT. That's the part I don't understand. When, when like, these... how'd they even get the initial 75? Because yeah. you got to think, Madden comes out before the season. Right. So, like, when you get, like, the 99, 75, that's before I ever played. Like, last time I checked, I was a dude. My senior at college. Yeah. Oh, so y'all just going to throw me in the mid-70s? Like, that's bogus. When you got that 75, and clearly you knew it, who was above you that you went, man, I'm better than that, dude? I turned the game off when I saw that I was 75. Right there, 2000. That was it. Yeah, I didn't try. Why? I didn't care about anybody else. I wouldn't worry about anybody else rating. I'm looking at mine. I'm going to say something. It's probably going to come off as a little bit embarrassing. I've never played Madden. I used to play Tecmo Bowl. And I would play like LT and Dion. Talking about was a really cool game, except for the limited amount of plays. Other than that, it was a really cool game. The Falcons back then, like with the run and shoot. Yeah. Oh, but you, you, if you had somebody, what was the team that had the great defensive line that would blitz you? Oh, and they yeah. would give them problems. Well, again, when you played. It was LT. Yeah, you had yeah, LT on, on, yeah. the, on, on the wing. He was like, he's coming off the edge. Yeah. He's coming to kill. Like, I've never really been big in the video games because I never really have had the time to practice. And I don't like to lose at anything. Well, see, that's why I look at this and I go, okay, I- I'm glad if Jamar Chase is deriving motivation from this. He should. If that's real? He this should. is real motivation? Jamar Chase, 81 catches, 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns. Does, I'd be upset, too. Does Tom Brady still care about what his rating is? Facts. Wow. Like, Tom Brady so Brady's cares kind of like Madden 23 says about his rating. So the one thing I think about the greatest athletes, I think they all like kind of mimic each other in their approach. So like they're all goal oriented. They're all super focused. And yeah. I think what Brady has done is kind of mimicked like that Jordan mentality where you find like the most subtle, small things and you make them huge. And that's your motivation to continue to grind. 
the continue the, the the extra preparation, you know, all the ancillary things that you've done to get you to that point. So, like, with Tom, I could definitely understand, okay, after the whole Miami Dolphins thing fell through and mm. he's back in Tampa, you know, slightly different supporting cast, completely different coach. I got to find something. No Rob Gronkowski. I got to find, like, something to pinpoint to really get me going. So, so like, if you had thrown a touchdown pass in 2000, rookie year, you'd be like, 75 my ass. If I'd have known, yeah. You would have. Yeah. That would have motivated you. Uh-huh. I just was trying to remember why. So somebody in Cincinnati, and I don't know if it's Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's Boyd. It's I don't different know. now. But so one of the guys you think are going to get on Jamar and be like, dude, you're not, you didn't well, even get a rating. I mean, if you look at his Twitter and his Instagram, he probably got like, you know, seven, 800,000 people following him. So all it takes is one, you know, to, to that's a Madden aficionado to put it in front of him and then he knows. Like, when I grew up, like, we still find out information about a newspaper. I know. Yeah, cool. so who's going to tell me? I just find that so fascinating, that pro athletes like Tom Brady in 2022, oh, it, it still would get to the GOAT. Absolutely. That is fascinating. The first hour of Father Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in, get a 20% profit boost on MLB best, uh, bets every Tuesday. You must be 21 years of age or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. You know, the SEC is, is a very interesting league for many different reasons. It feels like they really don't care what the other conferences are doing. Go ahead, build your little super packs. We're good down here in the SEC. Going to talk to Matt Stitzcomb next from ESPN, all about the SEC. Come on back. Hour number two, follow the money right here on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be 21 or older sportsbook. Must be Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of the month. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, Sean King. It's coming. Premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside the aforementioned Sean King, I am Dave Ross. And you said before we went to break that SEC football just means more. It just more. means more, man. Why, why does it mean more? Well, first of all, the people care. <laughs> and I think it's evidenced by when you watch the games on Saturday, the most magnetic atmosphere Ooh. that you could ever like witness are SEC competition in football. And it doesn't really revolve around the opponent. It's just their support of the their respective like, university. So you don't see that everywhere. Well, let's bring in a former Bulldog himself. Matt Stitchcomb does a great job, SEC Network Analyst and 680 The Fan down there in the ATL. Uh, Matt, welcome to Follow the Money. Let's start right there. Is Sean right that the SEC, it just means more when we're talking college football? Yeah, he's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And, and it's not just because Sean said it. I think it's also, you know, because the conference hired that ad campaign, whoever it was, that marketing agency that came up with that slogan. It just means more. They thought that out. So we, they've done a great job of hammering into everybody's consciousness. But it's true. I mean, it's he nailed it. You know, Sean. You, you know, it's a it's a matter of of emphasis, and you know that the schools in this part of the country it emphasizes that sport, college football especially, more than just about any other part in the country, certainly more than any other part in the country. So it's the emphasis and the enthusiasm. And you couple those two things together, it just means more. It means more of your time. It means more of your interest. It means more of your resources. And it typically has resulted in more wins and championships. You know, Matt, let me get jump right into this. And I want to be fully transparent with you. I love and admire the job that Kirby Smart has done mm. at Georgia. Congratulations on winning the national championship last year. But I actually picked Kentucky to represent 
the east side of the SEC in the SEC championship game versus Alabama. And here's why. Tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Bama has proven that they can have huge turnover on the staff and place double-digit players into early rounds in the NFL draft and not miss a beat. I think Kirby's done a great job of taking Georgia where it was when he got there to where they ultimately ended up last year. This is his first year with a mass exodus Mm. of first, second-round, third-round caliber players and huge turnover on his staff. I think there will be slight regression. Am I right? Am I wrong? You know, I think there might be some regression. There's no doubt. I mean, for anybody to sit here and say, nah, you know, I think the defense is going to look exactly the same. All those dudes that they just lost is not paying close attention to the roster. However, um, I do think that having seen what they were able to do post 17, 18, post Mel Tucker's departure, and they've had others, um, you know, you've got a new old line coach, but it's a familiar face in Stacey Searles. Uh, you've got largely an offensive uh, staff that's that's pretty much intact, you know, absent that big change. Um, you got new faces on that side of the football offensively in the offensive backfield. This guys that have gotten meaningful touches and carries. You got a question mark at left tackle, but you got talent at that position. So you, there's a real chance that you're probably better, certainly healthier, a chance to be healthier at wide receiver. And for the first time in what, two seasons, You've got a guy, a known commodity at quarterback. Defensively, it was a hemorrhage of talent in the NFL. But the way that they've recruited and the fact that you look at Alabama and they say, man, how are you going to replace uh, a Jonathan Allen? Well, you, know, you, you stick the next guy up in there. It turns out he's a Heisman candidate as well, ends up being a first-round pick to the, to the New York Jets. Georgia's got that tap, that capability right now because of the way that they've recruited. The question mark largely, I think, is at linebacker. But you know, Jalen Carter is going to be as good or better than Jordan Davis. And Jordan Davis was a phenomenon. Jalen Carter, though, in today's game, he's actually probably more relevant on more downs. He's a three-down player, whereas Jordan Davis has given you two tops, maybe 40 snaps a game tops. Jalen Carter's a guy that you, know, you can leave him out there for three downs or even more in a series before having to roll him off there so he doesn't lose his legs. The defensive staff's turned over before, and he's got a guy in Glenn Schumann and, who's kind of learned under, under him, and he's got a guy in Will Muschamp who he kind of learned under. And So you, you've got kind of bookended minds and philosophies that you all kind of share and come from the same tree. I don't know that it's going to be as disruptive, but it's an interesting point because you look at the roster turnover and people talk about that, but that's college football, right? You're guaranteed roster turnover. What you aren't guaranteed is having to work with new coaches every year. And this is definitely, a, in many ways, a first for him. However, I think the East accommodates him. I mean, I really do. I think the East division, um, I think Tennessee is probably a more likely contender, um, although I see what you're looking at perhaps in Kentucky uh, with the return of Will Levis. But, you know, they've got their own departure. Uh, at the offensive coordinator spot with Liam Cohen going back out mm-hmm. to the LA Rams. So yep. um, I think that could prove to be a little bit more disruptive to their ecosystem than Georgia's just because you've got the Todd Munkin, you've got the coordinator spots. Cause right. We, the, the, the three most influential people on a team, right. Are typically on a field. We'll call it four. If depending on where they're calling the game from one coordinator is usually up one's down. But it's the quarterback, the head coach, and the two coordinators. And it's if you got stability around those positions, you've got yourself a chance in this game. And they did have to have new faces at D coordinator at Georgia um, from a role standpoint, but they're known commodities and guys that share a philosophy. So I think that takes some of the turbulence of that turnover out a little bit for Georgia. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you actually brought up Tennessee, Matt, because I it came down, because I like Hendon Hooker and Will Levis. Mm-hmm. I actually sided with the Wildcats just because of Coach Stoops' tenure yeah. in the conference where I feel like you know Coach Hypo is still going relatively inexperienced. I know they had a lot of success initially year one. I thought people were more film on him. You know, Arkansas running the same system, maybe some adjustments they would make you know, for Tennessee, but yeah. it, it did come down to those two schools. Oh, man. Well, and you look at what Coach Stoops has done in Kentucky, and 
um, the not just stability, right? Because they're not just like, ah, oh, you know, we win six or seven games and we're happy with that. No, they've put together a couple of 10 win seasons now. And they've become a destination school for guys that might be in other programs that are looking for opportunities elsewhere. So there's no question that they could easily prove to be a contender in previous opportunities, last season being one of them, uh, the previous being, what, an 18, I want to say, um, where they could have wrapped up the division and then they run into the buzzsaw in Athens, Georgia. So um, they are much improved. And in Tennessee, I think a lot of people like about them is just the whole concept of a puncher's chance, right? Because Hendon Hooker is probably one of the more underappreciated, even though I'm seeing a lot of preseason lists that have them high quarterbacks in the conference that guy's legit and that system is built for him to pile up numbers and he's capable of doing it you catch a defense on an off night you know georgia lost to south carolina a couple seasons ago Mm -hmm. at home and it was borderline inexcusable well georgia beat georgia that day south carolina just happened to be on the field tennessee tennessee could beat georgia on an off day i do think that i mean i do think that they have enough offensive weaponry and philosophy the way they attack defenses that if you're not dialed in, there's a chance that uh, they walk out of your out of your stadium and they got and they got them in Athens this year with a victory. I, I don't know that it's likely, but I think the likelihood is higher this year certainly than it was last year due to all the things you were talking about, Sean. Matt, we only have about 90 seconds to go, and I don't know if you can answer this in 90 seconds, but with all the turmoil in the offseason here with Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, right, is that going to make Nick go scorched earth with Alabama? They're the betting favorite not only to win the SEC, but win the national championship or do you think he takes a step back and says, all right, maybe I need to be a little bit softer, gentler. What's going to happen with Bama this year? No, I don't think there's any softer, gentler, <laughs> anything. Uh, I don't know that that's on the menu. <laughs> um, it might be quieter. You know, he might say fewer words, but you can say less and do more. And uh, I think that that's, uh, there's a higher likelihood of that. Look, guys, I mean, Alabama was a, a year ahead of schedule last year. And you saw how close uh, that game was in the national title game. Um, And so because of that, they are loaded up for Bear this year. And I do think that, you know, they should be not just, I don't know if you slap prohibitive favorite um, in every game uh, that they line up and play. So, um, no, I don't think there's any throttling back or, you know, knock off a few edges and and sand off the rough parts. I don't don't know that he's got any of that in his workshop. It's going to be fascinating when they play Texas A&M on October 8th. You're going to teach old Jimbo a valuable lesson. Keep my name out of your mouth? Yep. Hey, Matt, we really appreciate the time. Do a great job, obviously, at ESPN and SEC Network. Enjoy the the rest of your preseason or offseason before we get to college football for real. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. There he is, everybody. Matt Stitzcomb, a great job. And we'll see how Georgia and Alabama, how that shakes out. And also Texas A&M. It's going to be an interesting, maybe three-horse race. Come on back. Follow the money right here in Mason, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call Sheet. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callsheet.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right, you log in on Wednesday automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It is a whole new game. Back alongside Sean King, I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN. And Sean, as a Metropolitan fan, our next guest, near and dear to my heart. Yeah? Bobby V. Bobby Valentine joining the program, of course, does Angels pre, pre and post games uh, shows now on Bally Sports West, but was the former skipper of the Metropolitans, of course, the Boston Red Sox, and won a, a series championship in Japan in 2005. Bobby, it's great having you on the program. We really appreciate the time. And I just want to start there very quickly because we've seen how kind of Shohei Otani has taken over baseball. People are just captivated by Shohei with what he's doing on the mound and certainly at the plate. Managing in Japan and managing in the United States, what are those differences like, Bobby? And did you enjoy one more than the other? Well, there aren't very many differences. Uh, good morning, by the way, guys. Good to be with you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, there there aren't many differences once the game begins. It's the same game of, uh, of baseball, you know, uh, nine innings and three outs and and fastballs and sliders and splits and home runs and the whole nine yards. Um, you know, there's a difference in, in the leagues in that there's, there's only 12 teams there where there's, uh, you know, almost three times that here. So uh, you have more guys playing, you have uh, the same fandom, the, the wild, wonderful fans of, of a hometown that, uh, you know, do everything they can to, to support to support the home team. Probably one of the biggest things is no booing there, <laughs> you know. So if you if you do bad, someone might whistle once in a while, but there's no booing. Uh, it's a little more polite uh, society than it is here. But um, you know, when you talk about Shohei, uh, you're talking about um, someone who can play in any league, uh, someone who could dominate any game, someone who could. Uh, be different, really, every time you look at him. And that's the thing with Shohei. And, and obviously, we talk about MVP with Aaron Judge this year. And in the betting markets, they are one and two, and for very good reason. You know, some people say, Bobby, that because it's a unicorn, and unless you watch Babe Ruth, you just haven't seen this, right? A guy that's that's a, a dominant pitcher and dominant at the plate. Is it easy, easy for you to say that's why Shohei Otani should be the betting favorite for the MVP? Yeah, I think um, you know the things that sell is your best or or your different, um, you know, and and he is, um, you know, he is really different, and he is the best when he's on the mound, and when he hits the ball and it goes 480 feet, mm-hmm. and, or even when he just hits a line drive, the sounds uh, is is really different now. Not maybe so different than uh, Aaron Judge, and I think uh, 
I think Aaron's having a spectacular year, and I think if he approaches that 60 home run mark, um, that'll differentiate him from the rest, too, because, uh, you know, no one in pinstripes uh, have have cracked that since 61, and, and, you know, the Yankees rule, they're having a great great year and all that stuff. So I think it's going to go right down to, to the wire and will depend on, on how the two players finish. It's not going to be about their season. It's going to be how they finish the season on uh, who wins the uh, MVP. You know, it's so fascinating. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but ESPN aired the first episode of the captain Mm. and it's a chronicle of the life of Derek Jeter. And bringing it to present day, I forgot that Buck Showalter was the manager of the Yankees, and then they went on strike. And then the following year, they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Then he went to the Diamondbacks, (laughs) and the year after he left, they won the World Series, where here he sits with your former ball club, the New York Mets. Uh, Scherzer looks unbelievable. DeGrom seems to be throwing with high velocity as he gets ready to return to the majors. I think the Mets sit at about 7-1 to one right now to win the World Series. Just from a evaluation standpoint, you know, what do you think about the Mets and their chances to win it all this year? Well, if they had Shohei Otani along with those other two, <laughs> it's in a hurry. Um, that, that, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, the, the one-two punch of uh, DeGrom and Scherzer will be will be very difficult to stop in a um, in a playoff short series situation. Uh, but remember, Buck uh, Buck had uh, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling and, and didn't get through the playoffs uh, with that one-two punch. And, and uh, it, that was as good as it gets until uh, we see what Scherzer and, and DeGrom look like because we haven't really seen that, that twosome together. You know, Bobby, that's so intriguing to me talking about Buck now because the idea is you have an adult in that clubhouse now, and that's been the change for the Metropolitans this year. That at least is the narrative. And Bobby, you know what it's like to manage in a World Series in New York. What is it? What is the role of the manager? How different is Buck Showalter? The difference he's making on that Metropolitan clubhouse is that a real tangible thing? Well, you know, it's a real different clubhouse. Uh, let's not kid anyone. Steve Cohen opened up a club, his uh, checkbook, and changed things. Um, so the, the group that won as many games as they won last year, and I, I think after 100 games, they were in first place, and we haven't played 100 yet, so we don't know if which team is uh, doing better at the 100-game mark yet. But, um, you know, I, I think the difference is uh, guys getting big hits when they – when they need to get big hits and, and guys pitching really well. And, you know, that when you look at the end of their bullpen with, uh, you know, loop and Diaz, uh, that's, that's really been a difference maker when, when they have, when they have the lead, they've kept the lead. And uh, that's, that's usually sign of a winning team. You know, speaking of uh, Mr. Cohen and his checkbook, mm. he seems willing to do whatever it takes to bring a world series to the New York Mets. Uh, Juan Soto just turned down $440 million <laughs> from the Nationals. It looks like he's available for a trade. How much of the future, if you were managing the Mets, uh, Mr. Valentine, would you mortgage to add a player like Juan Soto to this year's team? Does he then make the Mets the prohibitive favorite if they're, ever to, if they're able to pull off this trade? Well, you know, their, their offense hasn't been um... – you know what you needed to be to be a great team. Uh, they 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 played really well at the beginning for the first whatever six six or seven weeks, um, but for the last couple of months that the offense isn't a championship offense. So uh, Soto would definitely add to that offense. It would make it um, it would make it one of the favorites, if not the favorite, uh, to to win and to win the whole thing. And I don't think, um, you know, that the the dollar amount uh, is going to, to deter Steve and, and the Mets from doing what they have to do. I think they're going to get creative. I think uh, they look at the the Braves are running 
running wild and they're right down their neck. Um, they're the defending champions. And what they did is uh, last year they won a world championship because right about this time, even a little later, I think, you know, they changed things up and they, they took a team that had good pitching and uh, a sputtering offense and uh, added four guys to their to their offense that uh, changed the dynamic. And I, I think that um, I think the Mets are going to do the same. I think that uh, they're going to have a different team at the end of the year than they have now. Got about 90 seconds to go with former big league manager, Bobby Valentine, follow him on Twitter at Bobby Valentine and Bobby, you're known uh, certainly when you got upset with, with umps back in the day, maybe you'd get caught, tossed and come back under a disguise. There's been a lot of talk about robot umps these days. Would you be in favor of having robot umps because it feels like that dynamic of manager and umpire gets taken away if we go to robot umps. Yeah, I think it's already taken away with the replay, and um, I definitely think we should have uh, a strike zone that's called exactly what it's supposed to be uh, every pitch that's thrown. And and uh, I love the guys. I like going out to have a drink or have dinner with uh, a lot of the the guys who are working as umpires, but uh, as far as balls and strikes are concerned, if we can get it right and do it with a robo up, I've been, I've been a proponent of that for over 20 years now. When I thought that the technology was just around the corner. Now that the, the technology is here, I'm all in. Uh, it, it changes the game so much. Um, when, when you miss the strike and you, you miss the ball um, and the game is, is, uh, that with rules that should be followed. Those rules are that balls should be balls and strikes should be strikes. Bobby, really appreciate the time. Great having Bobby V on the program. Come on back. Follow the money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Visa. We roll on. Follow the money, Mitch and Paulie, on a well-deserved vacation. Sean King, Dave Ross in today. And uh, it's always great to talk NFL football with you. Always. NFL is king. It is king, right? It doesn't matter what time of year it is. doesn't. 365. Let's bring in Aaron Wilson, Pro Football Network insider, to talk all things NFL. And, Aaron, I know you're coming to us from the great state of Texas down there in Houston. And I actually want to start this conversation with the Texans because I look at their win total it's one of the lowest on the board here out in Las Vegas at about four and a half. And we were just talking before we began the segment here, Lovey Smith, it's it's big turnover down there in H-Town. Davis Mills feels like he got established a little bit in the rookie year. Is there reason for optimism down there in Houston? Well, yeah, in the sense that big picture, they hope they found a quarterback. And I had a lot of general managers tell me, Davis Mills, if he had been in this year's draft, if he had gone back to Stanford, would have been a first-round draft pick. I don't argue with that. He was talented last year, especially at the end of the season. You look at that, he showed off some arm skills. And he was, other than Mac Jones, the second-best rookie quarterback. He played better than Trevor Lawrence head-to-head. He's played much better than Zach Wilson. And I think that, you know, you look at him, and he had a lot of injuries in college, right, that held him back. And that's one of the reasons why he was the, once the top recruit in the country coming out of Atlanta. He's a lot of tools, and he didn't have a very good team around him. He didn't have a running game. He didn't have a very good offensive line. And he overcame his circumstances, and he helped the team. Built a good connection with Brandon Cooks. They just don't have a lot of stars. They've got a few building blocks, like they hope with Davis. They've got Laramie Tunsil, one of the better offensive tackles. They've got Brandon Cooks, um, Brandon is outstanding, and that's why they gave him a new contract. They hope that Marlon Mack uh, and Damian Pierce and Rex Burkhead, they can manufacture a better running game. They've moved Titus Howard back to his right tackle spot. They've signed a lot of guys on defense, like Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, some older pass rushers to go with John Grenard, and they drafted Derek Stingley. They're very excited about Derek Stingley. They lack star power. They have a lot of guys that I consider solid. The vibe in the locker room is very good. I know from talking to a lot of the guys, the buy-in is pretty good with Lovey Smith. They didn't have the strongest head coach last year with David Cully, who had never been a head coach at any level before. They put him in a tough 
tough situation. Uh, yeah, the vibe around the team is, is pretty good, and people feel like Nick Casario is a good architect of the roster. But the cupboard was so bare after the Bill O'Brien era with him as general manager and head coach that Nick has a lot of heavy lifting to do. And it's not a one-year rebuild or a two-year rebuild. It's a several-year rebuild. And I think when you talk about optimism, you know, they were four wins last year. So get to six or seven, you know, a couple right. of wins more. And that would be solid. I think people would consider that a successful season if they could just be relevant, get closer to 500. And because of the Deshaun Watson trade, it accelerates the rebuild because of the draft capital of the three first round draft picks so far, you know, getting Derek Stingley in here. Uh, they drafted Kenyon green, get off with the from Texas A&M. So they've been doing some things. It's just a matter of, they got to keep it up. They got to keep going with that. And if they can do that, I think that, you know, in a few years, people are talking about the Texans in a different way, but I still feel like they're better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not better than the Colts, not better than the Titans. They're the third team in the division. Wow, 30 to 1. But that's why I like them, Sean, because you only have to get one more win to hit that win total over at four and a half for a four win team last year. It looks like, as Aaron documented, it looks like a better team on paper. Yeah, and I coached Marlon Mack in college, so I know what they're getting when healthy, very explosive. You know, dynamic runner. And I think when I look at a roster like the the Texans, you know, and Aaron, I'll be interested. I think John Grinnard has a chance to be a star. Like, I'm looking for elite-level young talent that I think can develop. So if there is one observation from where I sit, I don't know that that's in abundance. So I do think they have to, you know, do very well in drafting and developing. I know Derek Stingley was someone that – Lovey seems to be extremely high on at the same time. He's going to be judged against a kid from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully Davis Mills can go out and, and, and establish himself in year two, you know, as the long-term answer at quarterback. You know, that would be great for the organization to have another two years at quarterback mm-hmm. on a very affordable contract. What's your opinion of Davis Mills? Is he good enough moving forward to build a team around, or is he still kind of in a prove-it year? I mean, he's definitely going to prove it year because he hasn't started a full season and he's only a second season. So anybody, no matter what they did, it is a year. They would have to still show more. And he showed flashes. He had a good completion percentage. He was poised. That's one thing about Davis. He's pretty unflappable. He doesn't get bothered by anything. He is a almost, you know, his media style is to not really be very exciting uh, he's very low key and that's actually his real personality. When you talk to him away from the, you know, podium, he's just not a guy that's going to, you know, show a lot of excitement. Uh, but I think he's just a steady, steady guy. And it is a proven year. We have to see, you know, I've had NFL people say, well, no, I think he's more of a high end backup. I've had people tell me, no, I think he's kind of a poor man's Kirk cousins. That comparison has been made. And so we'll find out. I think he's his own man, and you know, comparing players is not the really always the most logical exercise. The guy can throw the ball. He's got pretty good pocket awareness, and he had some. You know, I think he had three 300-yard games last year, and the New England game was good. The Chargers game, so he probably should have beat Mac. Uh, they had some poor play calling, some poor decisions in that game including a uh, fake punt that was a bad decision. And then the Chargers game, they blew out the Chargers when the Chargers, a lot of their guys had COVID, but Herbert was out there. So, yeah, he's. I think he's good. It's just a matter of, is he going to be good enough? And then they're going to have a subjective decision to make. If they found their quarterback in the third round, they're really fortunate because then you don't have to draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and you can go with him and use it on a different player. What if that becomes, you know, like the Alabama pass rusher or a running back like B. John Robinson, who knows? So, you know, we'll see what they need, but, you know, who couldn't use guys like that? Absolutely. Like Will Anderson or, or B. John. And no question about it. Talking with Aaron Wilson, uh, Pro Football Network insider. You know, every year we see this in the NFL where you get a team that goes from worst to first. And I know you used to cover the Ravens back in the day. John Harbaugh's bunch yeah. there. 
Look, they were decimated with injuries, but that is the way of the the world in the NFL. Every team's going to have injuries. What do you make of the Ravens' prospects this year, Aaron, of possibly being one of those teams you could identify? Their win total about nine and a half here, so there are expectations. Do you think they could be a chic pick to go from worst to first in their division? Yeah, I think they can, and it's all about Lamar's health. If Lamar's healthy and if J.K. Dobbins, they saw J.K. was a little feisty on social media (laughs) yesterday. If J.K. is back... Uh, you know, they also have uh, Davis to kind of hold down the fort until he's healthy. But uh, the outlook for him is supposed to be good. And he said it was. So, you know, I'm going to take his word for it. Uh, John Harbaugh's a winner. This guy's a real leader and he's won a Super Bowl. They've got some pieces. I think Rashad Bateman will take that next step. And then you look at the defense with Owe and Patrick Queen and the DBs, they had they got so many injuries last year, but now you have back all these guys like Marcus Peters, you have Marlon Humphrey, you have a lot of talent there in the secondary. And I think if they get enough rush, they're good enough getting to the quarterback, then this could be a team. I don't know, Dave. I think they're going to be excellent on defense. Mm. I think they're going to have one of the best secondaries we've seen in a while. But a lot's dependent on Rashad Bateman, who has one career receiving touchdown to develop into a number one receiver. I mean, that's what happens when you trade Hollywood Brown, who, although flawed, was still by far your best wide receiver. To put it in perspective, Aaron, if Brandon Cooks was in Baltimore, he'd be the unquestioned best pass catcher they had at wide receiver. And now that you don't have a lot. Right. Now that you don't have a threat outside, Mark Andrews is going to draw all of this bracket and double coverage Mm -hmm. in the red zone. You know, I just think they're doing a disservice to Lamar by not surrounding him with elite personnel. Well, I mean, you know, you've seen some of the controversies on social, the latest being with Lamar and Bernard Pollard, Bernard saying the top receivers don't want to play with them. The new spin is, it's the system that Roman runs that they don't want to play in that. I don't know. I mean, I think that Lamar, very talented quarterback. There have been some, I think some unfair narratives about him. I think he's a legit guy. He just plays the position a little bit differently. Uh, he's not cookie gutter quarterback. He's someone that's dual threat. He can run, he can throw, he can beat you from the pocket. I think he's become a more accurate passer. I think he's worked really hard and I think people underrate, you know, his work ethic and his attention to detail. And so I think he's got something to show and, you know, they're trying to decide, you know, what are we, we going to pay him whenever Lamar doesn't have an agent relies on his mom and some advisors for counsel about business matters. Is he ever going to engage about a contract? It's going to be fascinating. He's 20 to 1 to win MVP to, re, to get back there to that level as a former MVP in the leagues. And as you mentioned, Aaron, he is negotiating right now with his mom and or himself on this potential new deal. So there's a lot of moving parts going on in Baltimore. Aaron, we appreciate you getting up early here and joining us here and follow the money. Enjoy the rest of your offseason as we get ready for training camps. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. There he is, everybody. Aaron Wilson from Pro Football Network. Sean, when we come back, I want to keep this NFL discussion going. And a couple teams, if we have the time, I'd like to hit on. San Francisco and your former team down there in Tampa. Is there trouble with both of those teams, but maybe for very different reasons? We'll discuss when you come back with us. Follow the money right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.